Hey everyone, welcome to Hidden Power. My name is Dusty Go Goat. Today we're going to be talking about the post game of Scarlet and Violet. We're going to be discussing Paradox Pokemon and how that fits into the Pokemon universe. We're going to be also discussing DLC for Scarlet and Violet, as well as the implications for future Pokemon projects based on what we find out in the post game of Scarlet and Violet in Area Zero. I'm joined today by the Lumios Post. Hey guys, I'm excited to talk about DLC. Uh, we are missing Soul today, but he is with us in spirit, in Soul, if you will. Yeah, in Soul. So Soul has not finished the game yet. That's why he's being excluded from this conversation. We we both played through Scarlet and Violet. I want to get your first reactions of the post game itself. You get to Area Zero. That's amazing. And then everything that transpires, the reveal of time travel. I thought it was great. I found myself when I was playing through the game, when I was around like, I don't know, 10 to 12 badges in of 18, I started kind of going, man, I, I wish that like they brought the plot a little bit sooner. You know, I'm excited to get to the plot involving the legendaries and the professors yeah. and once i got there i was like oh you know what the wait was worth it like i thought the plot i mean it it surpasses anything for a pokemon game for me i think previously i would have told you that the best pokemon game plot is uh black and white certainly mm -hmm. black white and black two and white two if you pair them together uh since one's a sequel but these games i just think they they were the right amount of dark. I mean, it was like a sci-fi horror, right? Really I mean, was, that's, that's yeah. so cool. Dusty, you and I are big uh, Star Wars fans. So, like, just to get some sci-fi elements in this was just super neat to me. I mean, sidebar, I don't think Star Wars... Star Wars is not a sci-fi. Star Wars is a fantasy. It's a space opera. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a fantasy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, out, it's in outer space. Uh, <laughs> had to go you had to let me know that. You. Yeah, I just had to make... You know, that's my, yeah, that's my thing. I'm a purist. Um, I, I think it was... It was actually, so people kept saying they were, they were they were crying because of this game because of uh, Arvin and his and his ugly evil dog right. Um, but this is really where my opinion on Scarlet and Violet really turned around. I was kind of I was having a ton of fun in Scarlet and Violet in the beginning, um, and it, it kind of pittered out. It, it was not as fun in the middle. I felt like I was over leveled. But as soon as I got to Area Zero, I was. Um, I was like captivated. I'm like, this is the game that I actually want to see. It actually gets me excited for like DLC maybe, right? If we get like, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, so what I, yeah, I love it. You get so much exposition from all the characters as you, find, as you, uh, you know, travel all the way down, spiraling down to the bottom of area zero. You're seeing all these new mysterious Pokemon jump out at you. It, yeah. Just like you said, like, like a, like a sci-fi, um, horror horror movie that's definitely what it felt felt like i guess yeah some moments of star wars that remind me of this um is when they're on the uh actually yeah when they think they're on a crater and it's actually like the inside of right. a pokemon that looks like orthworm actually um <laughs> <laughs> and and the uh what do they call like minox like jump out to scare them um right. like uh yeah i i think uh i think it's really cool and it, it and in a way that I always thought that the Paradox Pokemon were going to be very similar to the Ultra Beast, and in, in some ways they really are, right? They come through, they come through a space-time portal of of some sort, right? Um, but I feel like playing this on the TV with the gorgeous music of the Area Zero, um, oh and God. just having these Pokemon like you know pop out as you're slowly learning more and more about them. How, how long do you think? How long? Like what was it? Like two, three hours maybe that you spend in that like last stretch of the of the game? Yeah, I'm not it, sure. It probably, it's, I would probably guess like a, a, a two, three hours. I mean, especially if you kind of, you know, indulge in it and, and explore a little bit too, which I found myself doing. Like, especially when we got to like the uh, the, the yeah. cave part of Area Zero, I wasn't just heading towards the time machine. I was walking around, looking at all Me the Glamora floating around. Yeah. And I, was, I was taking it in. Yeah, okay, so like, I mean, I, I kind of have this theory. I haven't actually finalized it in a video yet. Um I don't think Glamora is a paradox Pokemon, but I do kind of, I well actually I don't know. Par so I kind of feel like like Glamora is from the time machine. That's kind of my pet theory right now. It's so bizarre. It does not feel like anything that would exist in a modern Pokemon game. Not a modern Pokemon game, but the modern Pokemon universe. Isn't it based on like a chemical or something? And what I remember is like, you know, in the in the past. Actually, I, I guess if you were to go at like. To another planet, there's going to be tons of like life forms, um, microscopic, maybe even bigger. Um, I, I don't know. It just it does not feel like a Pokemon. It feels like an outer space creature or something that might be roaming uh, a super hot uh, like 
un, unhospitable planet. Um, that so, anyways, I, I just wanted to get yeah, that no, out there. It, that I think that's yeah what they were going for. It's based off of, if I'm not mistaken, copper sulfate, which is like okay. a, a chemical. It, it's like a mineral, but it 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 is also a chemical that's very uh, poisonous, and. Okay. Uh, I think that is kind of the vibe that I got as well. Like, I, I kind of felt like running around with all the Glamora, like we maybe yeah. should have been wearing hazmat suits, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and for the record, it, its typing um, is only shared by one other Pokemon, and that's an Ultra Beast. That's the Yes, exactly. Yes, that is another right. thing that I was thinking So I think about. they were going for, I think they did want it to feel, I, I don't think it's an Ultra Beast, and I don't think it's a Paradox, but no. I think they did want it to at least give the vibe of a very extraterrestrial, uh, fantastical kind of feel i i'm a big yeah. uh james cameron avatar guy that's of oh, course great the point. blue people and not the uh airbenders but um yeah. uh, i i got huge they do uh, yeah, they, vibes from seeing this thing they seem like something straight from uh what is the planet called in avatar pandora yeah it seems like something straight out of pandora I, so i guess something else i want to talk about is like um i'm pretty sure that paradox is not really uh, like an official classification of these Pokemon that are so like I don't think parad I think anything that comes from the past or the future right anything that's like been depicted in the Scarlet or Violet book has been dubbed paradox uh, by humans who by the authors of these books right I don't really think it's like Ultra Beast where it's like um, like a specific scientific definition so in yeah. some in some way I think Lamora could actually be. Um, paradox i guess or it, I, I just i don't i don't think paradox whether or not it's paradox or not i don't really think that like defines whether or not it comes from the past or the future yeah well a paradox is uh that's like you know two docs sitting next to each other i'm kidding but i yeah just have to make that joke <laughs> that's but, so uh, funny <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I've never, i haven't heard someone make that joke yet i think it's supposed to be like <laughs> a um a, the paradox of it is that Iron Treads shouldn't exist yet, yeah. Because Dawn fans still exist, so that's kind of the paradox of it. It's like, uh, okay. it's like the whole thing of like if you went back and killed your granddad before he ever had sure. kids, would you be able to go back and kill your granddad because you killed him before he could have kids? You were never born, so it's it creates a paradox, you know. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I guess the question is like, okay, so does Glamora? Like, is there another version of Glamora that exists in our, or might exist in our timeline, right? There were a lot of theories uh, when we saw the leaked image of Glamora that we were like, oh, it's it's Cradily, or it's, oh, it looks like a, a grass-type Maybe Cradily is the paradox of Glamora. Maybe. I have no idea, but just something to it, think about. Also, right. I, I guess the last thing is that, uh, uh, just the last thing on this theory is that, like, um, all of these paradox Pokemon don't evolve right and glamora obviously evolves from i don't even know what its previous evolution Glimit. is yeah glimmit yep um but we also you know ultra beasts were established not to evolve and then eventually we got um Poipole and naganadel who, who do evolve and i guess also nebby evolves into the legendaries yeah so. you know again i guess this is getting ahead of ourselves but uh um, with Isle of Armor, we got an evolving legendary with Cubfu. Yeah. I've yeah, been that's thinking true. I would love for DLC we to like get a, a Paradox Pokemon that evolves. I would like if like maybe it was like a newer Paradox, like maybe it was a, a Paradox of something else that's introduced in DLC. Kind sure. of like Coridon and Miradon, where it felt special because they I mean, were we, Paradox of a Gen 9 Pokemon. But Yeah, no, that is cool. And I, I think when we do have confirmation from the, the leakers um that there is going to be some sort of actually not even from the leakers at, at this point the, the information is in the scarlet and violet text the book right. that is in the video game uh scarlet and violet that, that there's going to be some sort of legendary beast or paradox beast based on suicune entei and raiko and then there's also one for the swords of justice so it's this um i, I don't have it right here in front of me uh, yeah so the, i'm i'm really looking forward to those specifically yeah, so no, here's, they're going to be cool. fan uh, is there any other Pokemon? Yeah, here it is right here. Uh, do you, is there any other Pokemon do you, that you think? Because, I mean, just because they've hinted this doesn't mean there's not going to be more in the DLC that they could uh, reveal so, to us. I saw, I recently did a, a video on, like, a theory I had around Paradox Pokemon, and yeah. someone commented this, and, like, 
kind of been obsessed with it since. I know that we are sick of I, I say we, I I'm lying, I don't agree with this. But I know a lot of people are really sick of the uh Gen 1 starter shilling. But man, I'd love to see Paradox versions of the Kanto starters. I think that oh, would that's be really cool. so cool. They said Paradox Venusaur, and I just I was like, man, that would be so cool. Like imagine like a a, a grass dragon Venusaur, a fire dragon Charizard, and a uh, you know, yeah, not the mega. Those have existed. And then... Yeah, no, that's really cool. That I feel like ancient and future Pokemon has been a thing in the community, something that people have wanted for a long time. There's tons of art. Absolutely. Uh, there's tons of art uh, depicting it. It's actually super cool. Now, there's some of my favorite artists, Fakemon artists, are actually now making uh, Pokemon designs based on um, or, or based on Paradox Pokemon. They can give it proper names. Right, it's right. not. It's not just a proto and neo Pokemon. Now they can actually give them like crazy names uh, that that match. Oh, dude, that's another thing. It's like it's like these Paradox Pokemon. They don't. They actually don't have names. Their names right. are. They're like official canon names are actually um, like Great Tusk, right? But that name right. has been given to that Paradox Pokemon from uh, you know. Uh, from the perspective of the author of the Pokedex or whoever discovered these Pokemon originally. And that reminds me of Professor Lavington, right? Who, like, in the Dex entries, they're all, like, very fearful, ignorant. Um, they're, they're, they're descriptions of the Pokemon from the perspective of someone who fears Pokemon. I, I, I will say, like, the thing that's interesting about that, too, is that, uh, you know, Coridon and Miraidon are Paradox Pokemon with actual names, you know, Coridon yes. and Miraidon. But they do have... I don't know if you caught, they do have uh, actual Paradox names. This seems to be the Winged King mentioned in an old expedition journal. It was said to have split the land with its bare fists. That is really cool. So that's that's so sick. So, I mean, I don't think they're actually going to give us uh, like real names for the other ones because the other Paradox then will just like feel, you know, that much more mysterious. And I think, you know, it's, I don't know. I, 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 I wish I don't... there was an explanation yeah. for why Coridon and Miraidon got a name the other ones didn't. I guess it's just because since the professor bonded with them yeah, they gave them a name Yeah, I that's guess. definitely what it is. That's definitely what it is. And this one is going to call, this one's called Iron Serpent. Ah, oh, that's so yeah. cool. So something I used to do with this is off topic, but something that I used to do with the, the Ultra Beasts is because um, they all have like UB like, I don't even know what they're called, UB like Glutton is one. Yeah, Glutton one. is uh, right. is, is Guzzlord, right? So like, mm-hmm. I thought that like naming convention was so cool, and what I would do is like, I would go, any Pokemon that I would catch, especially Shinies, that I would catch through Ultra Wormholes, right? Um, canonically from the perspective of my character in the save file, uh, those Pokemon are Ultra Beasts because they come, they, they're True. only accessible through Ultra Wormholes. So I used to like True. name, like, uh, I don't even know, like, I, I think I named, uh, like, a Shiny Quagsire, um, UB Damp or something, right? I, I don't know. Mm. It's a bad, that's a bad name, but I thought that was fun. And I think what I can probably do now is, like, have fun naming other Pokemon uh, after this naming convention. I loved how fantastical these did feel. And uh, also, before I forget, I do have to point this out about this. One thing I really appreciated, because I have always harped on Pokemon for this, is Pokemon can be really, really daunting with their dialogue sometimes. And I love that in the uh, Way Home plot, as you were running around Area Zero, they were doing the dialogue. So you were actively moving around instead of like... Let's pause for a five-minute cutscene while Arvin talks talks about his backstory. No, instead they were letting me explore the cool like Pandora-like world while Arvin talks about his backstory. Yeah, and also like there was a part of me. I think when I was doing that, like there was some other stuff happening, and we were like getting ready to leave. Uh, so I was trying to like you know not get through it, but I was trying to like enjoy it uh, before I actually had to leave. But someone was like asking me questions, and I'd be like, oh, okay, but I have to get back to the text. I feel like the right. urgency <laughs> of the text because you couldn't. Like it, it's it was like doubly good. It was good because it was quick and it kept going, but also like it gave it more importance. And I I felt like I was like I was glued literally glued to the screen for like thirty minutes or however long I felt it was. Like right? you were in a movie, not a yeah, video game. Yeah, definitely. So it's it says Glamora's petals are made of crystalline crystallized poison energy. It has recently become evident these petals resemble Terra jewels. Um, I kind of like the idea of like maybe like you know poisonous jewel. Is that that's kind of lame. I said I just said it out loud. That's kind of lame. Toxic jewel. Toxic jewel. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're all weird like that. I mean, you know, so weird. Great tusk isn't exactly a creative name. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. like the one that's creative is like 
like the way Slitherwing sounds. Slitherwing I, is cool, yeah. Actually, was telling my wife Fluttermane sounds like it would be the name of like a, a, a My Little Pony or something, you know? <laughs> I, I hate that one. <laughs> so actually, this page right here is floating around Twitter. Um, it's 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 this it's this it's like a it's um what this what the author of the book he like draws. He or she draws all of these different types of Pokemon, and a lot of them you like. We just know what they are. One of them is Flamigo. You can see the one in the middle looks like uh, Glamora. You can see pa- Pomot. There's uh, yeah, Pomo. Um, there's uh, what is it? Um, uh, Nackles, the mid stage evolution. Yeah, Nacklestack, such a cool Pokemon. And then there's this one that looks like a gorilla. I feel like that is definitely Slaking. What do you That's think? That's what I think too. Yeah, I think it's yeah. It's strange it because it's not actually available in uh, Area Zero, right? Yeah. I probably was at one point and they just removed it or something. I don't know. Yeah. That is that's it is weird that they just randomly take one line out of uh um yeah. out of Area Zero. It almost makes me wonder cuz like think about the Pokémon that are found in Area Zero, you can't find their par- they don't have paradoxes. So I yeah. wonder if they removed slacking cuz they're planning a slacking paradox. Mm, that's actually really cool. Uh, I so, feel like that'd be a good one to do. I, I could very easily see an ancient form of slack. Yeah, where it doesn't have... I mean, its its stats are already busted, but it just doesn't have slow start. Um, so yeah. I, I guess there's a True, couple... Yeah. There's a couple different directions we could go with this. Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about how you... Your, your, your new theory about Mega Evolution and yeah, how, yeah. how that ties in with the Paradox Pokemon? Yeah, so... Uh, uh, where this all started with is that if you look at Roaring Moons, I believe it's its Violet Dex entry, it states that uh, it resembles a phenomenon that occurs in another region or something to that effect. And basically that is obviously a uh, reference to Mega Evolution. You know, that's a phenomenon that occurs in Kalos or Hoenn um, or Kanto if you're playing Let's Go or Alola. Yeah, the, but, uh, the, the Dex it, entry is, according to an article in a dubious magazine, this Pokemon has some connection to a phenomenon that occurs in a certain region. Did you memorize that? Um. Well, I, I did a video on it, so it, it is kind of glued in my head. You know? Okay. Okay. I was hoping that. Okay. All right. But uh, it Mega Salamence obviously very much resembles Roaring Moon, especially with the wing shape being that uh, yeah. crescent moon shape. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that you know, Salamence it's mega looking like that it would make sense if what that is mega evolution is just because roaring moon's the ancestor to salamence it is just that latent dna of roaring moon still in salamence's genes Mm. coming out and you know the mega evolution symbol and i can't take credit for this it was a comment on my video that stated this but it was uh they said that the mega evolution symbol even is dna so it's very implicative that it is DNA. Another thing that I went with this was that uh, Lucario, um, if you look at its Mega, its Mega looks very similar to, like, the designs of past Paradox Pokemon. You know what I mean? And other Pokemon, too. I just think that Mega Lucario is a good example of it. It looks like it's just a more primal, rugged form of it. I used Domfan as the comparison because I thought that was the best one, where, like, Domfan to Great Tusk is this more rugged appearance. And I highly recommend all of you listening check out, like, the full theory for all of it. But uh, one more point that I will cover from it is that Mega Aerodactyl, it even does state that this is what they believed that Aerodactyl truly looked like in the past. Mm. So also kind of, you know, you've got a Pokedex confirming that a mega is what they believed it looked like in the past and a pokedex confirming that the thing from the past looks very similar to a mega so game freak clearly wants you to look in that direction you know yeah so i've got another point that i'm just thinking of now that would add to your theory mega uh, mega latias and mega latios always bother me how they looked identical right um Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't it make a lot of sense if they shared an uh, like an ancestor pokemon um, I, you know, you can call it paradox, whatever. Like if they shared an ancestor and basically they're so close that their mega forms just turn them into that original version that was, uh, purple. Absolutely. And it, it's been really cool. Cause like I've had comments, uh, kind of expand on my theory for me. Cause I think a lot of people are buying into this yeah. and like one thing they said about Mewtwo, cause I said Mewtwo does kind of create a hole in the theory because it. It doesn't have an ancestor. It's a clone of Mew, right? Yeah, but Mew, but Mew said, has an ancestor. 
Oh, what they pointed out was that Mega Mewtwo Y, for one, does look a little bit closer to Mew than, say, actual Mewtwo. Yeah. But also, Mew I... has the DNA of all Pokemon in it. Yeah. So, of course, Mewtwo would, by default, have the DNA of all Pokemon though? in it. Is that canonical I... that Mew actually has the... Because I always felt like Mew being the ancestor of all Pokemon, like, I always felt like that wasn't really a thing. It's in the Pokedex. It says that it's believed. Yeah, but the Pokedex to be, has think. been wrong many right. times. Yeah, believed so, to be, like because that we understand that that's not really how biology works. There's like, there's like, a trillion things that evolve into a trillion more things, right? I I'm not sure if they've ever like super canonically like explained it, but I know that they've definitely teased it in the past. I, I believe the idea is just that. Uh, yeah. You. I, um was like created by Arceus to kind of like think about how like you know if you look at like the jewish or christian or a couple other religions like there was one man like adam at first and that's yeah. all of our common ancestor i, I think that's the idea so, is mu so, is in this scenario adam yes yes so i think the way the way i look at the megaforms for mewtwo and we're definitely i feel like we are maybe, maybe getting off track uh I look at Mew, Mega Mewtwo Y as the gene of Mew, where Mega Mewtwo X is highlighting the gene of the human, right? Because Mewtwo is a, a, its human DNA mixed with Mew, right? And that's why it's fighting type. If you look at its dex entry in Pokemon X, it says because it can use all kinds of moves, many scientists believe Mew to be the ancestor of Pokemon. That's why... Uh, Dex Entry said its DNA is said to contain the genetic codes of all Pokemon, which is why it can use all kinds of moves. Mm. But either way, like, so that was a cool thing, kind of people building off of it and connecting Mew and Mewtwo in it. I think and it's then, cool. Like, with... The I guess the only thing now is like, how do the? I guess that 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 totally makes sense for the past paradox, right? Um, but then it's like, what the heck are the future paradox? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, now, the future paradox. So it's it's kind of cool that like the game gives us some, uh, um, I guess it's like rumors within the game of what they are. Yeah. Like they say that Iron Moth is a UFO sent by invading aliens to spy on us and look for a good time. To it strike. does. It does. It floats. It looks like a little like right. uh, like a little nanobot. Unlike and the little the wings are more like little panels that kind of flicker. Or whatever, yeah. like they'll kind of move slightly. Iron Jugulus is said to be like a high dragon and a robot that fell in love and had, yeah. a, had a baby. Which, um, which I feel like none of these are right. I feel like these are interpretations of modern day people not understanding what they are. So no, I that's think... that's exactly what it is. It's like yeah. imagine like, so you know we have tons of cryptids in our world. Things like the yeah. lizard man that was uh, local to where I was growing up, and. uh some people said that the lizard man was just an alligator, and yeah. it very well could have been. But some people believe that it is a giant six-foot lizard that can stand on its hind legs and is hmm. running around tearing up cars. You know, so it is – it's people's perceptions of something they maybe don't understand. Sure. You know? And these things, given that they're time displaced, would be hard to understand. Yeah. I think also um, – I, I, I don't know. So what I told you uh, – I told you this off camera. I sent you a text – I kind of feel like these have to be a I feel like the future paradox are like AI or or I guess like cyborg in some way, right? I mean I I don't think they're fully robot um but they they have to be organic in some way. And and it's like kind of hard yeah. to wrap my mind around it, but I think the way what kind of makes sense is like these could be um a way to revive things that are now extinct right so maybe in the future hydragon is extinct in some way so that's why then it was try it was like somehow revived but like is it revived by humans i don't really know yeah the, the so i guess this will be like our pop culture reference episode but like are you familiar with the avengers movies you know the marvel movies uh, what, what is that I'm are you kidding. familiar I'm with just like kidding. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i didn't know if you didn't hear me yeah all. no <laughs> uh so, you know, they have uh, one of the characters is Vision. He's a robot that was, like, brought uh, to life by a stone. And, Vision's like, the whole thing is that. The, the, uh, the Red Witch? I mean, not anymore, but, you know, you're okay. behind. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I did but no, watch, I watched WandaVision. Is that okay. the person yeah, we're well, talking about? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. So um he the idea behind that is he he is a robot. Like he is completely mechanical material, but through the use of an infinity stone, which is like yeah. Marvel's like cosmic things, he gained life, but it's not like life like he can power on. No, it's like he has a essentially like a has soul. a soul. Right. Shout and out to so, Soul Silver Art. Right. <laughs> he's like I said, he's with us in this episode. But uh I think the idea here is like, you know, to trace it back to Mega Evolution, an infinity stone <laughs> brought yeah. vision to life. Maybe infinite energy yeah, brought yeah. these robots to life. I yeah. mean, because I do kind of get the vibe that like I've wondered if these things are even related to High Dragon at all. Like, I feel like yeah. this isn't a future High Dragon. It's a depiction. This is a robot oh. High Dragon. It's so it's almost almost like how we don't understand these paradox Pokemon. Maybe they don't even quite understand. Like these things have been created, you know, one of the decks entries says a billion. I don't think it's a billion years in the future. But like let's say from whenever these were created, they're not relate they're not biologically related to Hydreigon, but it's a depiction of what maybe Hydreigon used to be. And they interpret, oh well it had these like purple ruffles on their face and on their hands. Those must be LED screens. And then it becomes an right. LED screen. Yeah. Yeah. That, that works. Right? Good. And that's what, that would explain why it's not a dragon. It's just dark flying type. Oh, it just hovers. Right. And doesn't have that uh, levitate ability anymore. Places yeah, it, it doesn't. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. And I do love uh, the little wacky descriptions they give for him, though. Like, another fun one is uh, Iron Hands, that's the Hariyama Paradox, is sure. said to be, like, an athlete that was made into a cyborg or See, something. See, that, that's so funny. Because it is right. an athlete. It's a sumo It's a sumo wrestler. Right. right. Yeah, cyborg was said to be modified. It's always, it's said to be. It's never, right. like, it is. It's, it is said to be. Well, I think these... that's... I think because the idea is they're not that. It's yeah. like I said, it's, it's a human's explanation of them. You know, yeah. someone saw a, I don't know, it could have been a bear and said, oh, there's a Sasquatch roaming around California. Dude, that's sick. All right. I, I feel like we're really getting to the bottom of these. So, like, um, I don't know. We, we definitely got to rank these at some point. When Soul's on, we got to, like, do, like, a tier list with all these. Um, Absolutely. But I do think. Do you have any favorites that stand out to you, though? Um, I really am falling in love. So yeah, so what was Great Tusk? I used it on my playthrough. I love it so much. It's so fierce. It's what Don Van should have been. I love how like its tusks have like overgrown that they're almost like hitting itself. Like it's it's like so maximal. And it looks like a lizard. It's got these like scales, it's spiny. It, it's so sick, dude. I think it's so dope. It's so dope. Yeah, I, Great I Tusk think is Great awesome. Tusk is cool. Yeah. But I also am starting to fall in love with Slitherwing. I think that thing's really cool. Slitherwing Slitherwing should have been an this is from Soul. Slytherin yeah. should have been Bug Dragon. Preach, yeah. I I was making a sandwich, uh, and it called for spicy honey, and so I really want to get like train up one of these Slither wings and name it Hot Honey. It just looks like a hot, looks like a spicy honey. I don't know. That's actually really funny. That's I the did nickname. Not, did not catch that you were talking about picnicking. I, I thought you were just telling me about how you were making a sandwich. <laughs> you know, I am. So, yeah, I actually was talking about a real <laughs> sandwich, not even a picnic. Hot honey, that sounds good, man. What I else did you it, put on it? Uh, <laughs> it was like it was buffalo chicken dip in the sandwich on the sourdough with the hot honey, and it was delicious. And it was amazing. Kind of a, wasn't very good for me, but I, I think I right. took a nap afterwards. Anyways, so Sandy Shocks, I thought was gonna be sick, and I thought I was gonna love it, and I do like the design, but I'm just like not. I haven't found myself really using it as much as I would like to. Um, and then actually, your your wife sent me a bunch of. She traded me all of the the violet uh, paradox. You know, shout out to Sarah, dude. Iron she Moth is incredible. For you, yep. Yeah, she did. Iron Moth is insane. Uh, I really like, I really like Iron Valiant as well. I gotta warm up to the other ones. Iron Treads. I think it's hideous, but the the design or, or the the movement of this Pokemon in game is is really cool. Yeah, I just I can't I can't with Iron Treads. I hate Iron Treads. That's the only one of these that I just openly just really dislike. Yeah. Um, there are definitely some favorites of mine. I feel like I have to mention Iron Thorns. They finally gave us, like, a true Mecha Tyrantar. Yeah. That's obviously pretty cool. Um, I'm not loving it as much as I thought I would. I am a, uh, I I'm a big fan of the competitive side of things, so I have to point out that, like, 
Iron Bundle is the greatest buff they've ever given a Pokemon. Yeah. Because Delibird is not good, and Iron Bundle is genuinely scary. The only, like, common mons in the game that outspeed this thing are Dragapult and Electrode. Like, it, it's scary fast. That's wild. Um, it's animation in games are also really cool how it, like, kind of skis around. It pops off, too. I like yeah. that. Um, I do, I do like the past paradoxes a lot more just because to me they were more diverse you know all these are robots and that's cool yeah but, you know I, I like it to be a bit more diverse like slitherwing doesn't look anything like screentail yeah uh which is is nice i do i will say sandy shocks is one that i actually hated when i first saw it but yeah. i have really grown to like seeing it move around and it's game so cool. how it actually walks on those i uh, love the yeah magnet the magnets legs. The bendy yeah. magnets. Oh, so this is the thing, right? We say like, oh, all the parado- all the past paradox are like also unique, but they all have tails. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, they that all is... have tails. All of does them. Fluttermane? Fluttermane is more like a. It has long hair. Yeah, I guess that. I guess that's the only one. Yeah. But but yeah, but Sandy Shocks has a tail, which is insane. I never thought I Magna- love that. Magnemite yeah. would have a tail. You could see Magnemite right here. That's a Magnemite. And it does not have a tail, and I wish it had a tail. Uh, I will okay. say, too, I yeah. feel like they, and this isn't me complaining about them remotely, but I feel like they just took a random number generator when deciding. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is this is like, who came up with Magneton, Jigglypuff, Moongus, Delibird? And, some, of these, like, some of these are probably deserving. Brute Bonnet, it's like, they're like, oh my god, like, what are we going to do with this? And they they right. they did something with it, but it's like they were like, all right, we literally need to just commit to whatever we do. And I wonder was... what the process was like. I wonder if they because we know that there are different processes in Pokemon, like how they create Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they just kind of will give an area and be like, do Pokemon to fit this area. Sometimes it'll be more straightforward. Like with B Sharp, they straight up told the artist, like, we want a steel dark Pokemon that hangs out in cities. And then sometimes, like with Basilem. They straight up said, this game doesn't have enough water types. We need another water type. And so they made Basilin. So I wonder if this, they just kind of told everybody, hey, make a past version of Pokemon. And they took the ones they liked the best. Or if, like, they actually said, hey, make a past version of Jigglypuff specifically. You know? Yeah, I, I guess I'd it love depends. to hear the process. No, I, I think that is really interesting because they could do, like, it, I could definitely see that it actually being an, a, uh, a, a random number generator kind of thing, right? Right. Or, or or maybe some people just wanted a challenge. I don't really know. I feel like the ones that didn't change enough are like it, it's like confusing because you're like, well, why didn't it change more? Right? It's like yeah. it, it's a weird Pokemon and it didn't even change that much. It's like if you're gonna pick Mistrevious, make it like really different. I could see it with a body, right? Like give it a body yeah. or make it look less like a face. Um, I, I don't you know. You think they would have incorporated like a, I don't know some Mismagius in the design? Yeah, that exactly, exactly. But then again, you could have said that with Screamtail. I think Screamtail is really cool because it, 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 I think it is really cool and it doesn't have any wiggly tuff in it. Um, yeah. But, but anyways, I, I, I do want to talk. So I feel like we have all these questions. We, we're, we're trying to understand a little bit of it. I think more will be explained in DLC, right? We basically Agreed. have confirmation that time travel exists. I feel like we're actually going over like there are more things that I want to talk about. How there's like how like Area Zero. The acronym for that would be AZ, right? And then you got AZ Floet. You got I, I don't I'm, I'm not even brushed up on my lore. Um, AZ is the the really the really old guy from like three thousand years ago, right? right well, X and Y and Kalos. Another thing too is Area Zero. You know, Ground Zero is what they call like you know the places where like the yeah. you know big bombs are dropped or like where the world trade center fell and yeah. stuff so calling this area zero you know so similar to like the term ground zero yeah kind of just i don't know it it almost gives the vibe like something terrible happened here, yeah you know the, the, the common theory right now which i think is starting to make more and more sense if it wasn't called area zero right i think i'd be like okay maybe there's no connection but the fact that the name lines so perfectly with the guy named az right and yeah. az's floet right well and, and which is literally the, the the main part of the plot of x and y like a hundred percent like the, the the common theory that i'm prescribing to is that uh or subscribing 
uh, is it prescribing? Anyways, I have no idea. We're we're on YouTube, so subscribing is. All yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So which, the, speaking I, of which, you should subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Yeah, and if you're <laughs> listening on Spotify, rate us. We're, the show's not over. No, look up, look up the, the great weapon. weapon too. Yeah, the, the ultimate picture weapon. of it. And it looks just like the crystals that grow in, um... Yeah. And it, it's funny, I'll, I'll actually, by the time this video goes up, I'll actually have a theory out on my channel on this, because okay. I'm, I'm doing that for tom tomorrow at the time of recording. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, right here, you, It you looks have... just like the crystals that are in the cave in Area Zero. Yeah, so right here, yeah, 100% I'm seeing that. Um, so basically, this, this massive weapon went off uh, because of... Because of Team Flare, actually, no, so Team Flare sent it off a second time, right? It happened once. Yeah, but it just came back down on themselves. So like Team Flare failed, okay, but but it originally had happened 3,000 years ago, right? Yep, okay, yeah. So I will essentially someone... this is ground zero for where this, you know, for for where this attack or, or this great weapon landed. The, the impact of the weapon hit... This, the center of Paldea, um, and that would make total sense because Paldea is right next to Kalos, just like France is right next to Spain. Paldea is based on Spain. Kalos is based on France. Do the math. And they did a lot of wars, like in real life, France and Spain had a, had a ton of wars. Yeah. I, I will say I, I need to double check on this. There's like a whole history class you can check, you can take and uh, – yeah. Scarlet and Violet, and I need to redo it. You can retake the classes, and I think I'm gonna uh, redo do it and too. double check this. But someone told me in my comment section that uh, there was um that they, that it says that the crater's actually been around for a million years. So okay, that so maybe it just exists. The ultimate weapon causing it, but not necessarily. But, it, well, it the thing is that yeah. the great so they call the crater the Great Crater of Paldea. Area yeah. Zero, they call Area Zero. Who's to say the ultimate weapon didn't strike the crater a second time, creating the crystal stuff in it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I guess do we have confirmation of where the original ultimate weapon went off? Is it in the same location where uh, where Team Flare tried to launch it again? That is, yeah, it's it's where they launched it where Team Flare launched it. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm thinking maybe that there was a second one that could have possibly been used or uh, but anyways I, I think that that's cool so the fact that there's a great crater is cool enough um i think that totally makes sense that way there's no like it's not like there were people in a civilization in the great crater right right and so that that's cool i think i think what dlc could do is really um continue to expand on this right i mean I, a lot of the comments that i have right now are like oh, we don't need dlc we just need to like fix the game DLC is coming, whether you want it or not. It is happening, and I really think it, they are I, fixing I, the game. Yeah, and also like there's a section, there's two sections of the in-game map of Paldea that are blurred out. One of them is Area Zero. The second one is literally that connecting area, that connecting land that would connect Paldea to Kalos. This is either I, Southern Kalos or this is going to be um, a, a new area that's not Kalos that's based on what is it, Andura? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, or, or even just the the Pyrenees Mountains that uh, sure. border France and Spain. I mean, they they could just kind of take that whole ridge and do it there. I mean, you figure you know, Galar was supposed to be like the UK, but it was really Britain, and they added in Scotland with the Crown Tundra. Yeah. Um, but I do think that I think there's a lot of stuff that points to some kind of callous ties with the post game. Uh, for one, we know um that. Once home compatibility opens up, the Kalo starters will be available. And something to note about that is that with Sword and Shield, the Lola starters were available with home compatibility. Yeah. And then in DLC, they were made available by doing like the Alolan Digwit or Digwit Diglit quest yeah. in uh isle of armor that's a good another point. thing too is that the swords of justice were available in home compatibility and then they got their own side plot and yeah. um uh in crown tundra i almost said isle of armor but it was in crown tundra now the interesting thing is and i think this is mind-blowing so diancy is in the coding for home like it'll be available when home compatibility comes out oh so, I... interestingly enough carbink is in there. Carbink is not in the Paldea decks, 
but it will be available once Home comes out. Oh, yeah, can I pause and predict what you're about to say? Yeah, go. Is Carbon... Okay, either you're going to say Deancey is a paradox of Carbink, or you're going to say... Okay, that's your... Okay. It wasn't what I was going to say, but it is. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, what are you going to say? <laughs> I was I was just going to say I I think that they're going to do something with Deancey in the DLC because... The fact is, we know it's tied to Carbink, and like, yeah. if Carbink was in the decks of Paldea, and I wouldn't think twice about it, but it's the fact that they coded it into the game, so Carbink will be available when Home comes out, but they didn't put it in the decks. So, like, it is only available when Home comes out. The only other Pokemon that have this kind of role are the Hisuian Evolutions, any regional forms, starters, or legendaries, and Carbink. It's oh, kind bro. of the odd man out, you know? Bro, okay, so now I'm thinking about... Remember, so in, way back in Gen 6, right, there was the whole Carbink, Diancy thing. That That's a thing, right? But then they yeah, gave no, us... It's, an, it's in the decks. Yeah, yeah, So, But then they gave us another mythical Pokemon called Magearna, right? Which was, like, right. kind of hideous. It's just this, like, weird Pokemon that looks kind of like Diancy, but, like, it's not Diancy. And now I'm thinking, not even that they have to be related, but... But, like, obviously, Diancy is, would be, like, a, a more primal version of Carbink. But then you look at Magearna, and it's literally an, an Amaton. It's, like, a, it's, it's one of these future Pokemon where they're mechanical in nature. They're, like, they might not even be, like, I mean, they're sentient, but they're not organic. Glad I just you think that's interesting. Because this is actually really interesting because Magearna is said to be an old robot. Like, it is, mm. it's kind of ancient. Now... There's another ancient robot that we know about of, and that is Iron Bundle. Iron Bundle's Dex Entry actually talks about how it is a robot from a civilization long lost to us. So Iron Bundle, despite being a future Pokemon, is actually a past Pokemon in a world. Bro, let's go. That's so cool. Like I said, they really gave Delibird some love. And Christmas time too, you know? Yeah. So you got the whole Santa thing going. <laughs> That's that's really cool and and oh, that's really cool because a lot of these a lot of these other Pokemon look a lot of these other future paradox look super t technological that like you said they look like they're out of a sci-fi movie. I feel like Iron Bundle looks like Magearna in the way where it it's like looks more mechanical rather than looks more like a toy robot than it does robot. like a an actual like yeah sci-fi robot. And then let me pull up Magearna Magear. <laughs> that's not it oh that is it okay good just, just so i can show you guys uh you know right now this is what magirna is it's it's like this weird old it really is. it's got like a gear it's crown as a gear right um and it, it just kind of like folds up into this thing that looks like a pokeball um which is also kind I mean, of interesting it's an ancient clink like a, yeah. a paradox of clink you oh know, that's cool gear. that's really cool yeah so I, that's a total side theory i, I what do you want to see most in a DLC? Because I, I think we're definitely going to get some new <laughs> locations to check out. I don't know how much of this lore is going to be like laid out for us. I think we might find some stuff. Like I could see them like adding new classes, right? They could be yeah, like the, the thing with Pokemon is they're either going to give us a really really heavy lore thing where everything is laid out for us, yeah. or they're going to give us nothing where we just will have to make another theory video yeah, on it. Which you is, know, I'll make more theory videos. They, they I, are right. fun. I'm, to make. I'm totally fine with doing that. I do wish they'd throw us a bone every once in a while, but <laughs> <laughs> I um I most want in DLC, and I am ready for the pitchforks and the fire torches, whatever. I want megas. I bring back Megas. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, people say that they would be uh, broken uh, in this competitive game. I disagree because I that don't makes think no they'd sense, dude. You. They don't. They don't, right. dude, they don't care about whether something's broken or not. Right, dude. Uh, the amount of times I hear people say like, "Oh, they're never gonna like give this an evolution because it'll have Eviolite and then I'll be busted," or or you know, it's too broke. Like that, none of that matters, dude. They they say that they're gonna. Pokemon, the Pokemon company always says that they're going to like try to like uh, make a fair metagame and then they end up just allowing all of the legendary Pokemon. Like they don't care. It's not it's it's they do not care. Yeah, to the people who say that's like going to break the competitive field, I would like you to go back and watch every single world and you tell me how many Landorus Therians you've got. Dude, it's so silly, dude. It's so um, silly. I 
I mean, it, just look at the last Worlds and count how many teams had a Zacian or a Kyogre on it, or both. But and that aside, what a fun fetch quest that would also be to go on all I, these little missions to collect because that was something you did in Kalos. Like there were the Mega Stones were scattered throughout the region, and guess what? This is an open world Pokemon game. And also, too, now they, now you don't have Z-moves, you don't have Dynamax, you literally, all you have is the, the main, uh, uh, what is it called? Help crystal. me out. Yeah, you have the crystals. I just turned into a, a future paradox, I just like broke down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all you have is the, the Terralization, ter ter right? You have these raids, You they can also add Megas, I don't see why that's a problem. And, and also, like, so the Anastar City Sundial, there's a girl in front of it who talks about there's a moon dial, too. So it would be perfect to have a moon dial that helps you find the Megastones this time around in DLC. Yeah. But even with that aside, another thing, too, that makes you not have to worry about the whole competitive side of things is I highly doubt that, like, I'd be able to Mega Evolve my Lucario and then Terra it. It probably, That's what I was thinking about. giving my Lucario a Megastone would like instead of the little terrestrial button and the battle UI, yeah. it would replace that with Mega Evil. Just you have an option. That's what it is. Right. Imagine you could still do one of each per battle. Like I could Mega Evolve yeah. my Lucario and then when it falls, throw out my Star Raptor and terrestrialize it. But, yeah. you know, I it really that wouldn't be an issue. And my thing is Pokemon has made sure to not let Mega Evolution die. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They They've done it in Masters. They've done it in Go. You know, while it was absent from uh, the mainline games, they reference Mega Gardevoir in yeah. Legends Arceus with that waterfall. Uh, they reference Mega Salamence in this game. They in the anime, Ash just got his first Mega Evolution. You know, seriously. Okay, and, so I mean, he me... fought a Mega Evolution too. Like, yeah, there was, there was tons of focus for it. That's no, that's a great point. I, I think. Okay, so I, I'm tell me if I'm crazy, right? I, we're always talking about what's the next remake going to be, what's the next game going to be. I feel like the obvious answer is Unova. Then the other obvious, the, the unexpected obvious answer or wild card answer is Johto remake, right? I, now I'm just sitting here thinking we, we can only ask for so much in DLC for for gener generation nine DLC for Scarlet and Violet, right? We can only ask for so much. I think they won't give our us expectations. <laughs> no, but this is what I'm gonna say. I think it's totally it's not totally possible, but it's totally it's not it is it's totally possible. It's not it's not likely, but it is possible that I, I can just see it, man. Pokemon Day, uh, 2024, right? They go. You know, they want to. They, we're watching the trailer, and then this crazy upset. We're all expecting. Let's go, Johto, whatever, right? You, you, Legends, Unova. We're all expecting what we think is going to happen, and then they show us. Uh, then they show us. Uh, what is it? Uh, Ethan. Pokemon Z. <laughs> yeah, right. Pokemon Z, man. They show. They show us Pokemon Z, and they go. Imagine an open world Kalos game. You're going to have that. This is the remake you're getting. Um, and it's all going to tie into Paladin. It makes sense too because it never got its second version, third version. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it, it's, it is. Even though it is not next in line, it is do it. You know, what I, I, mean? I don't like, think it's they not care next about in line because it got skipped. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I feel, and, and every time we want to expect something. I mean, dude, you, do you remember? Like, do you remember your your emotion when you first saw the close up of of Chibi Dawn? That was a meme, dude, for like all year. Like it was ridiculous. The fact that that ends up being a reality that we got it was a so traumatic game. for me. I actually had erased that from my mind. So thank you for bringing those memories back to light. And dude, and then also we are, then we then we, then we all go. Oh, it's it's actually gonna happen. We're gonna get a, a let's go Sinnoh or something. And then they go after the after the upset of of the reveal of BDSP. Then they show us Legends Arceus, and all of a sudden our hearts are like are at ease, and we're like we're getting two games, and this one's in the past. Like that kind of like magic, I can for whatever reason right now. I'm just literally I can see myself in a year and a half from now where they show us, uh, they they make the they show us the reveal trailer of a Pokemon Z version. Um, I, I don't know if I'm I, I I'm probably crazy, but I don't even think that sounds that ridiculous. No, I yeah I like I said I could totally see that. I um. There's too much parallel. You know, there's too much. There's too much crossover. I think there's answers not, that need to be solved. It could be a sequel. Not letting myself uh, 
think it because um you know i'm lumios post i yes. Kalos is my favorite region so i'm dusty go go Kalos <laughs> is not my favorite but it's it's a good region <laughs> but i don't i know if i start going Kalos is next i'll, I'll just be disappointed so yeah. i'm going to sit here and keep thinking johto and unova but i i will gladly welcome a Kalos region so something else that we have not discussed is the third legendary, which there is, I think it's, I think they show a picture in the game, right? They do. This is this is the, the image in game. Um, essentially, what this is probably, I think, what people are speculating, just what this is speculating, it's going to be, is something that's called the Disc World. It's this, uh, it, it's it's this. The this World is, Turtle. Yeah, the World Turtle. Exactly. You can kind of see right here. I don't know how zoomed in this is but you can kind of see right here that there's like a head there's like a crown there's like a flat area and then this orb right here is the earth that's the earth and it's it's like floating above the earth which is kind of interesting because yeah. then it's like when you think of like a crater um I, I guess i'm imagining like if if this is the earth and there's a thing above it it's like a it's like a ufo it's like a it's like an alien spaceship it can just like or it's like the death star right it just it can just like blast a hole in in the in the center of Paldea or something. Um, it's just that this omen is I don't know I could I could see that in a Pokemon game. It's it's as big as Eternatus, uh, just floating in space. I think that'd be so cool. I think. It, oh man. Also it, also yeah sorry. It, okay so I I briefly searched the World Turtle. Uh, I sent a picture in Discord. It's um it's got elephants on its back which would kind of go along with great tusk and iron treads right oh uh, that's really that, cool that's the depiction it gets better than that so this is the official wikipedia page that i'm going to read to you uh, about okay. the world turtle it says the world turtle also called the cosmic turtle or the world bearing turtle is the myth theme of a giant turtle or tortoise supporting or containing the world now listen to this it occurs in hindu mythology chinese mythology and the mythologies of indigenous people in the Americas. So we have go. tons of China themes, right? Yep. I mean, you know, you've got the Ruinous Quartet. This would just add another, like, for one, a, a point to, yeah, China and Gen 10. But even aside from that, it shows that fits because they are loving digging into the Chinese mythology yeah. right now. Yeah. Perhaps they'll even tie in, like, the Kami Quartet or maybe give the Ruinous Quartet. One thing I complained about, I, I want to say, and uh, at least an episode we recorded the other day. I don't know if this one will be up before it or not. But it, one thing I said was that the Ruinous Quartet, I love them to death, but I wish that they had done more with them. And this could be the chance to do that, you know, just tie all the, like, Chinese mythos together. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very cool. I also think – yeah, I mean, that's really cool because there's also, like, um, all the, the, the India references, right, as well, I, and, the, and the amount of Pokemon that they've given us. I'm also looking at this image of this, this depiction of – apparently there is even a name. It's called the Disc – Pokemon, right? You can see right I, here, uh, while separated from the research, it doesn't say separated. Uh, while separated from the research team and the creators and the creators' depths, I found a strange entity. Um, and what's really cool is that these little um, these these hexa hexagons, right? These hexagons mm -hmm. on on the Pokemon, right? That looks like Zygarde, which is again a link to Gen Six, but more importantly. Uh, this looks identical to the the dome, the inside of the time machine. What if this thing is the time machine? I definitely think it'll be con it'll be uh, connected to the time machine. My thought process before was uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have the full dialogue of um that page about the third legendary? Did Soul uh, tweet it? I don't know. Hey, come on, Soul, come through. For come me. on, Soul, where are you? You literally said you didn't finish the game, but you're. I think it's you're, Soul. <laughs> you're tweeting out post-game stuff. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, right here. Go. Okay, a disc Pokemon. While separated from the research team, uh, in the crater's depths, I found a strange entity. Whether it was a Pokemon or even alive at all, I, I know not. It bore a shell with layers of overlapping hexagons, and gleamed brighter still than gemstones. So gemstones is, you know, obviously a reference to the the terra crystals. Uh, right. Viewed as a whole, it resembles a mysterious, brilliant disc. So there's okay, literally a so disc. So my idea is the fact that I came across this Pokemon and like nothing really happened makes me think that like it's it's in some kind of slumber, and that's very yeah. common for legendaries. I mean, you think Eternatus was in a slumber, Kyogre and Groudon were in a slumber, Rayquaza, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I wonder if maybe the uh, the time machine and its uh, disruption at the end of the way home 
maybe awakened it. That's kind of been my idea of where this oh, thing comes into play. That's cool. yeah. And kind of founds out that people like have disturbed its its kingdom, if you will. I love that. But, you know, it, it could be the time machine itself. I could see some kind of really meta twist like that. But I don't know. It, it's definitely going to be tied to the time machine. I, I definitely think they're going to link the plot of that to plot this in a similar way to how in uh, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, they they weren't really standalone. Like, they made the point of having uh, Mustard be Leon's former uh, mentor, and Peony was uh, Chairman Rose's brother. So, I mean, they, they like to tie things together. It's crazy there's, like, a page here that has nothing on it. Um, I So, another thing that I'm thinking about is, like, the time machine is still on, right? And if we're talking about DLC, why would you leave something open if you if you don't want to use it right so like the possibility is there that we could still use the time machine in some way i don't want to be crazy yeah, it's shut down but you could turn it back on yeah yeah i mean right yeah i think you can turn it back on i'm just assuming. Uh, you could i would so, i would assume you can so we saw an ultra sun and ultra moon that you can actually then go into ultra space right i love that uh, what if we can literally go into what if we take we we go into the great beyond right and we go into the future or the past and there's a little tiny area that we can then traverse that's in the past and there's yeah even the, if it's just like area zero in the past or future i would like yeah that. yeah that's actually a great way to do it yeah because you that's true i was just like walk you into the great crater of Powdown. yeah so you, like, can't you can't get out it. of it that is so cool that makes sense because there's no squawkabilly taxi so you can't oh, get out oh dude that that is so cool that's how they could do that 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 might be it <laughs> That is probably what it is. I would, for whatever reason, I was thinking, oh, time travel. It has to, it has to be. I was thinking of it like an ultra wormhole where you go to a new place, but it's literally just the same place in a different point in time. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I don't think they do all the Pokemon that can be found in uh, Area Zero. But what if then some of the Pokemon that are found in Area Zero can be? You can find Paradox versions of them. There were teases this whole time. You know, That's the cool. Yeah, Dunsparce is in there. We could finally get the Dunsparce we want, right? But That's then also, so cool. you do have the options. You know, again, they wouldn't do all these, but you have the options of Corviknight, Venomoth. Um, oh, there's some really good ones. It, yeah, it doesn't need to be all sharp. Fl- a Flamigo, Bulldog. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, dude, that's a Gym One Mon. They're big Gym One fans. Yeah, dude. There's Pokemon that. Yeah, I would say Raichu. Uh, oh, do we get Gorochu? Raichu, yes. Golduck, Venomoth. Those are all like nothing Gen 1 Pokemon. No offense, Raichu. Raichu is yeah. actually pretty cool. But Gorochu, we get like an ancient Golduck. Then we get like a futuristic uh, 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 Venomoth, right? I Actually, I could see Venomoth becoming like Slitherwing where it's like walking around. It's like a big fuzzy thing like Venomoth. Like yeah, a, I guess Ven- the Venonat. counterpoint to that would be that they already did Slitherwing. So yeah, so of, maybe maybe not Venomoth, but I mean there are a lot of like underutilized Pokemon. There's yeah. uh there's uh there's Masquerain. Again, nothing Pokemon. It's like why is it? Maybe Glamora like, itself. That could be yeah. kind of you know, you I mentioned see another that version the, of Glamora, yeah. Get it go full circle. I said it'd be nice if like they did something special like a Gen 9 Mon for kind of the legendary we get that can evolve. Yeah. Uh maybe it'd be a paradox of Glamet that can evolve into a paradox of Glamora. Bro, this is a banger theory. I really like. I was I was trying to see, like imagine where we could go with the time machine, but it really is just like go into it, and then this is the new area that's self-contained. It's already self-contained. It's still Area Zero. You don't need yeah, to rebrand. Yeah, I do think it. we'll go deeper into Area Zero though, because like obviously yeah. the third legendary is lying in there somewhere. Well, we haven't found it, you yeah. know. So yeah, that and then also uh, oh, the dude, uh, paradox if, of. What if what if there's like two forms, right? Because like, maybe not because maybe if it's if it's the world turtle, it doesn't change for a millennium. Like it just never changes. But like, I mean, even if they changed it between like a sea turtle and a tortoise, give it two forms. Yeah, yeah, you have one for the past, one for the future. But I I don't know if it's like this all-seeing thing. I I don't know. I think that's 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 really cool, man. Very excited for like the lore side of it too. Is like, uh, just because you know. it's been a while i felt like since we got like an arceus level mon you know where it is like yeah. it, it's something that makes you recontextualize the pokemon world you know like yeah sorry solgaleo and lunala didn't really do that zation zamazenta yeah. didn't do that uh Coridon, miridon they really didn't do that uh no. even though i love they're, them they're like half. simple pokemon which is right, cool right 
they're they're simple Pokemon that are crazy powerful, but they're not they're not legendaries in the sense that like legendaries used to be like the context of the Pokemon world essentially gods. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so it would be cool if, if this third legendary, this world turtle kind of went back to that, you know, just something that, like I said, just recontextualizes the Pokemon world for us. So Soul Silver Art uh, wrote this little thread. Let's let's take a look at this. He'll be with us in spirit. Uh, he writes, I implore you to read this thread. A lot on the third legendary and what paradoxes could be also seems like the four symbols on the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet box art remain mysteries. However, we know we now know that they are tied to Area Zero. These entries imply that these symbols are important. People yeah. said that it was like a... Uh, um. It, it like it resembles a navigation device. I remember people said that at the beginning because it's like in you know a yeah. little spoiler for this theory is like yeah. it's in the logo for Scarlet and Violet. Um, but I will say I don't know if there's any connection here. But you can actually visit that room that that is in. That it, it's on. It's like engraved into the ground, uh, like a crop circle. Cool. And uh, that is the one place, the one and only place where you can find Iron Valiant or Roaring Moon, depending on the version. Okay. And the interesting thing about that is... Uh, I haven't even I found mean, it yet, because I, I don't even know where to get those yet. Uh, you go to Research Station 3 and Area 0, you kind of go to the left of it. Like, if you if you just walked out of Research Station 3, go left, and there'll be these rocks that uh, you kind of have to weave around. There's a cave hidden behind them, and you Ooh. go through there, and there's a waterfall. There's that thing on the ground. It's very pretty in there. Uh, That's cool. And okay. Yeah, uh, they're rare spawns, so you may have to leave the cave and come back in, but that is where you get Iron Valiant or Roaring Moon, depending on your version. Uh, I will say, too, we had heard uh, before that there were going to be, like, classes to the Paradox Pokemon. Like, uh, the leaker referred to Iron Valiant and uh, Roaring Moon as nobles. Well, obviously, that never played a role in the game, but perhaps that will in DLC. And uh, also, you know... it would kind of explain too why Roaring Moon and Iron Valiant have higher stats than the other Paradox's Pokemon. Yeah, that makes sense, and I could see, I could totally see that, like them introducing some of these Pokemon as nobles, giving them actually, um, giving them uh, just more of a story beat. Right, and I mean, it also would be a good way to kind of because we talked about how the, we needed more of an explanation on the Paradox Pokemon. This would be a great way to do it, is like explain their classes and all that. I yeah. mean. Coridon is called the Winged King, so clearly him and Miraidon are like the kings. Uh, then you have the nobles, and then I, I guess the others are peasants. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, so this this does say a photograph of a spot where the survey team rested on day two of the expedition. Note the strange symbols inscribed uh, in the group here were left. Uh, were they left by explorers in the time of the Paldean Empire, or could they be older still? Regardless, they seem as if they must hold some meaning. So it is interesting that like it, maybe it was left by humans, but this could be something that the that the, the third legendary could have like. I don't know. Maybe this is just like what it looks like, or, or or I don't know. Maybe it just left some sort of marking there, or even I don't know. It kind of looking like an up down, you know, almost like a, you know, like a controls on a on a. Uh, a console it kind of almost makes me wonder if it's it's some kind of code to like later i think about the reggies how there were codes you had to use to get into their yeah, chambers cool. there'll be like some that. kind of code for something for how you get into the chamber for the third legend when you do find it interesting that'd be sick okay then the next page says mysterious plates during our descent into the area zero we came across a buried metal plate inscribed with a strange symbol you can see it here it kind of looks like an hourglass we attempted to shave off a piece of the plate, but failed to leave even a scratch. Even determining the nature of the metal seems beyond modern science. We now know why the inscription was made. Uh, sorry, we know not why the inscription was made, let alone how. Um, I, so is this is this the inscription that, that kind of appears on that ledge? Um, I think it was on a ledge, yes, I think. Okay. And then there's also this thing called the Phantom Memory... During our exploration of Area Zero's depths, uh, he goes, I, Heath, strayed from the team and was later found unconscious. When awoken, I could only recall speaking with someone in an unfamiliar place, as if in a dream. This part's weird. I was found holding the page shown here. The handwriting is my own, but I have no memory of writing this. There's like a mind wipe going on. Yeah, I also, that very much reminds me of... uh 
think we had this discussion. You or Soul said that you didn't. I, I think it was Soul said he didn't. You you played Daybreak, right, on uh, Legends Arceus? Yes. Okay, so did you do the whole thing where, uh, so like, if you walk in front of your, your house, you know, in Jubilee Village, your phone kind of goes off and like, kind of gets you to go inside and when you go inside it kind of goes off again and gets you to go lay in bed and when you lay in bed it takes you to this like to the little realm that arceus is in and it's like a little battle simulator there it's not really important to story at all but my whole point in saying this is that line about a, a dream where he was in an unfamiliar place speaking to someone reminds me of that when you would go to that dream place with Arceus and be speaking to Arceus in this weird little realm yeah. that only Arceus exists in this pocket dimension, if you will. Yeah. So it's like this Pokemon, the third legendary, is speaking, could have the potential to speak with people um, and just communicate with them in some way. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Yordan. This is uh, Soul's buddy. We've seen him. I think I follow him on uh Yordan's great. Yeah, so just shout out to them. Um yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. Do you have any more theories on this? Um I mean, <laughs> I wish I did. There's there's so much to unpack and I feel like and I love this. Uh you know, Pokémon has never been really big on uh I guess this is kind of a, a fun little note to end on too uh that Pokémon is such a um they they've never been big on kind of just doing grand things. And this is like the first time they've had something where I feel like you can take many different directions with them. And this just, I don't know, I'm super excited to see where all this leads to. I feel like you could make a billion different theories around it with different answers explaining them. Yeah. So I'm just excited to see which ones are right and which ones are wrong, you know? Yeah, we definitely want to hear all of your thoughts on this. Uh, if you haven't already, write them in the comments. We want to hear all of them. Uh, tell us if there's something more that you'd like us to discuss. Uh, if you're on Spotify, rate the show. Uh, make sure you make sure you follow us with notifications. If you're on YouTube, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Um, yeah, uh, Lumi, this is so much so much fun. Uh, we get we gotta we're gonna have to revisit this at some point when Soul actually Absolutely. does finish the game. Um, and I think also with that time, uh, we're we're also going to be able to further develop some theories, some ideas, and then um, I don't know, maybe I don't know. I mean, literally in three months is Pokemon Day. We could get an announcement of DLC. So uh, like literally, there's a lot of stuff that could happen. Um, make sure you guys subscribe and uh, hit, you know hit the bell for notifications. Thank you so much for being here, uh, Lumi. Let's send them out. See you all again. All right, we'll see you guys. Peace out. Bye.